0: It takes more than being annoyed your tests are not passing, and then finding a bug in your code to be a great engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering episode 362. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice podcast about how to question your entire existence when your tests just won't turn green, only to find out it was your fault all along.
1: I usually jump to kernel bug, because one time I read an (laughs) article about it being a kernel bug,
0: Uh, and then
1: find out I missed a semicolon somewhere. Or
0: <laughs> right next to its neighbor, the compiler bug.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I can count on zero hands the number of times that has been true for me.
1: I don't know. I, I don't remember it ever being true for me. I know I found a bugs in kind of the dev tools and build stuff, but I don't know if I've found... Yeah, I don't know. Just got to do more hardcore stuff. Yeah, you're just too not hardcore enough, clearly. Did you see that Google disabled i o u ring in all of their machines everywhere disabled what it's some new kernel feature that i promise i know all about but <laughs> will not explain <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's something to do IO, I o i don't know it's some relatively new kernel feature but they disabled it because they found a bunch not a, a bunch a lot of their capture the flag vulnerability things that people have found and 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 exploited and then escalated to them have been through IOU ring, And they got
0: tired of paying the bounties, so they turned it off?
1: Yeah. So I think what my point is, is that I'm like Google, where I only use stuff that's been hardened enough. I'm wise, like they clearly
0: Because of your wise technology choices, technology never fails you.
1: Yes, I let other people find the failures and fix them for me, and then I just fail myself. (laughs) All right. I should thank our patrons. Yes. So I will. Thank you, too. Trash Panda, the Book.com, The Reelect James Dance Boogie Brigade, The Reelect Jameson Dance Committee, Santa Hope, Noah Frazier Lowe, C. Dodds, Jenny Kim, Owen Shardle, Benjamin Earl. If you would like to join this illustrious crew, go to softskills.audio and click the support us on Patreon button. Whew. Craig Motlin. <laughs> I Love Mavis, the stochastic parrot, Alice Jost, to Tuscarawas, Ohio. When I saw you read that one, I thought. That looks so easy. Why is Dave having a hard time? And oh, how foolish I was. <laughs> Patreon.com.au, we're hiring Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, Webtow, Awesome Friend end Testing, Oladopo Fadier, the re-elect Jameson Dance Committee. There's two of those, and they must battle to find out which is the true supreme re-elect Jameson Dance Committee. Nick Hathaway, Travis Sanders, Braden Keynes, John Grant, Cody Sale. Oh, sorry. Cody, please hire Jameson Sale. Nick Cantar, Philip John Basile. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your support, both financial and in the words you say that tell people that I'm great and they should reelect me. I don't know if I've ever been elected to any position, actually.
0: uh, I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to anything you said because I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that name in that city in Ohio.
1: (laughs) It's real. I can confirm. I looked it up. So if you want to uh, help support the show, you can go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon. And any amounts you contribute will get you added to our Slack team, which is great, full of wise people who teach me stuff. I do learn things and sometimes I I stroke my chin and nod and add to my bank of wisdom from the stuff that folks say. Or sometimes I just laugh because it's funny and happy. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm there for. To laugh. Yeah, I'm there to just giggle alongside everybody. Yes, that's an important contribution. Makes life better. Yeah, so any amount will get you added to our Slack team and enough dollars will get you to say stuff. We'll get us to say stuff. You can say you, stuff. Yeah, for you free. can if you want. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Should you... Uh, no, I'm going to be bold. Dave, will you read the next question?
0: <laughs> nope. I instead... <laughs> <laughs> ...will read some feedback from a listener on a previous episode. How's that?
1: That's okay, I guess. Okay.
0: We got this from a listener named Jules who said, Hi, I have a little feedback for you too on the question, Improving Without Feedback, from the episode on June 12th. By the way, I, I did edit this for brevity, just so you know. Also, I took out all the negative parts, so it's only filled with praise. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you edited it for ego. Yes. <laughs> for our egos. <laughs>
0: just kidding. Did not do that. Just for brevity. Uh, I think you did a third. Oh, by the way, just for uh, background, this was the question asker who said hey none of my coworkers or teammates will give me any constructive feedback it's just, they all just say i'm doing great And relevant to this point, she's a woman, which is what Jules is going to talk to about here. So let me read this. I think you did a thorough job of answering the question at face value, but as a web dev and a woman who's gone from junior up to staff engineer, I think there's a strong chance that there's some imposter syndrome and internalized bias going on. She may be overqualified for her position, and truly they have no criticism to give. When I was young, coding and computer science were heavily male, and it took me 10 years into the wrong career before I got past the dissociation between women and tech and realized that it was by far the thing I was best at. I've been lucky to find the career full of support, opportunity, and fairness, but bias is still very much looming in the background. Maybe the asker is just a big fish who needs to join me in the big pond. I love the show and (laughs) listen almost daily. Great feedback.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's great feedback. And a recruiting pitch, too.
0: Yes, (laughs) join me. Officially hiring, we can share... I was going to say we can share contact info, but all we have is a social security number and a credit card, so... (laughs) Yes, <laughs> guess we can share that instead
1: we trust that you can use that to f- connect all right you'll get in touch one way or add another add me on linkedin by sending me your credit card <laughs> <Yes>. number <laughs>
0: eventually the, the police will connect us in court
1: yes all right
0: all right should i read the question I the would, first question i would be honored to hear your voice reading the first question
1: then i will Greetings from Germany! My job is creating a customized Windows installation image with PowerShell and C It takes about two hours to build and test an image. Sometimes I have to wait until the end to see if a change did actually work or not. During that time I usually browse the web or watch YouTube or read a book. This makes me feel like an imposter because I am maybe working 10 to 25 percent of the time. Since I've only been with this company for one year and six months, I don't really have any other things to do in that time. Most of my colleagues have been with the company for upwards of 10 years and work in multiple projects at the same time so they don't have this issue. On the one hand, I don't feel like I'm doing anything wrong. On the other hand, it feels like fraud. Should I feel (laughs) guilt? And if so, what should I do about this situation?
0: I like that. On the one hand... Just fine. On the other hand, fraud. (laughs) It's like extreme. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, good news. I know the exact right answer, but I think we should talk about only wrong answers first.
1: I'm incapable of delivering wrong answers, so I will (laughs) remain silent until it's time to get the right answer. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I decline to participate in your fraud, Dave. <laughs> this foolishness. <laughs> what do you think why this not, is? Why not simply say the right answer? <laughs> <laughs> we'll save everyone time. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm not actually sure we've ever delivered a right answer on this show.
1: <sighs> I mean, there's no play video games on that list.
0: Yeah. May- maybe that's it. Maybe... So you've got read book, watch YouTube, browse the web. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just haven't found the right time filler yet that will make you not feel guilty. So ah, video games, okay. maybe exercise. Maybe you think my employer wants me to be healthy because it keeps their health insurance costs down.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So I'll I'll go for a run.
1: Well, this isn't in- germany i don't think it works that way well
0: it's a little broader but it still works you know like i'm gonna keep our tax my fellow citizens want me to be healthy exactly (laughs) i'm contributing to lower taxes by exercising while i wait for my PowerShell (laughs) build to finish
1: yeah you could i was gonna say real things let's see what are more fake things (laughs) you were so
0: tempted (laughs) (laughs) legos
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, really, anything you could do in two hours is the thing you could do. Oh, while you're waiting, most Marvel movies are two hours. It's about right. Yeah.
0: What about watching? Okay, now I'm gonna start putting. I'm gonna dip one toe into the right answer waters. What about watching okay. YouTube videos about building Windows installation images
1: faster? Hmm. Yeah. What if you make a video of the installation process and then watch it while it's happening and then it's <laughs> like. You're paying close attention to your work, but you're actually watching YouTube at the same time.
0: Are you saying record the progress bar as it goes across the screen in like a screen recorder?
1: Then you get that transgressive kind of buzz of of watching YouTube, but it is your work on YouTube. Yeah. You could live stream it on YouTube and then watch it. Then it's real time. Then you (laughs) don't have to worry about it being...
0: You're watching a live stream of a video of your work That's happening also right in front of you. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Hmm. All right. On to the real answers.
1: (laughs) Well, now I have to have real answers too.
0: Oh, I'll give you some more time then with some fake ones. What about (laughs) gossiping with your coworkers about how hard other people work unnecessarily?
1: (laughs) I, hmm. So I worked in an earlier job at a, uh, on a big batch process. It had to parse a bunch of XML and dump it in a database, basically. And it took several hours, kind of sped up over time as we changed things about it. But it was long and long enough that it you couldn't start it and wait for it to complete and then go on to other things. You, you had to kind of figure out something else to do. Okay. And I'm, I'm wondering if this is a cultural thing because I felt like I just had to do... I I couldn't not work that was hmm hmm
0: like you couldn't read a book
1: yeah I feel like that would be just completely unacceptable you had to do Uh, something that made you uncomfortable is
0: that what I'm gathering
1: yeah I think so well now that I'm thinking back on it there were a bunch of other things I was working on at the same time too so maybe this was maybe that was it maybe it was the the thing the question asker pointed out that that there were actually multiple projects. So I had natural things to multitask with. Right. I do remember I spent a lot of time trying to improve the importer and fixing it and rewriting it and trying to make it faster. And that's always something you could do while you're waiting for it to run. I, mean, I don't know the technical details here. So maybe, maybe there are hard limitations for why it takes that long, but you got two hours to try and make it take fewer than two hours next time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then every time you want to test your optimizations, it's going to take a couple hours to know if it worked.
1: Yeah, but I think I have an assumption embedded in in how I'm thinking about this, which is that you should be trying to do more. You should do more stuff. You've got to produce this image, produce it faster and make sure that you can do other things at the same time or produce more of them or up faster updates or whatever. And I'm wondering if that's a, just a cultural thing that is not common everywhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you were working at a as a cash register worker taking payments, but there was a long time gap between customers who showed up, would you feel bad for reading
1: a book or watching YouTube? No. I worked at a dry cleaner in high school, and I hated our customers because they made it so I couldn't do my homework. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare they come in and make me
1: work? Yeah. <laughs> Can't you see I'm trying to do homework or learn how to juggle or skateboard inside the dry cleaner? (laughs) Skateboard inside the store. (laughs) Yeah, I totally did. The linoleum was pretty dinged up. How many times did you send your board flying into a glass display case? Never. (laughs) I was either that good or just not doing anything hard. Couldn't get the board (laughs) off the ground.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I don't really know. I, I mean, the company is paying you to produce these images. It takes a couple hours to produce the images. <sighs> I mean, uh, if the company really wanted more images faster, they could certainly create an incentive for you that would make it explicit that that's what they want. you know, I'm, we're gonna pay you a bonus if you can produce you know x number of working images in a in a different time in the same time span. Even even still, I think people feel better about themselves when they are on the clock and they are doing things to do better work than they were doing before. And so if I were in this situation, I would be trying to find ways so that I could productively spend my work hours and not just read or watch YouTube videos. So that's kind of just how I feel about it. That's what I would want to do.
1: One way to think about it is also, how can you use this time to get better? And I don't know about you, but when I browse the web, slash watch YouTube, slash read a book, I don't often feel like I am developing in some way. I'm yeah. usually consuming and passing the time, but I am not a more skilled human being or more more able and capable of doing stuff. Yeah. And if if you wanna grow in your career. Being able to figure out how to take this thing that takes a long time and make it take less time is a, a good exercise to go through and a good story to tell as well throughout your career. To yeah. Say, hey, I joined. I did this thing. This is the job. Here's how much better I made it. That's that's pretty attractive to employers, I think.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. So here here's how I would go about that. I'm just going to pretend for a moment that I'm a queuing theory expert, even though I'm not even okay. sure what I'm about to say has anything to do with queuing theory, but. I think queuing theory sound, makes you sound really smart when people say it. So hmm. that's the main reason I'm going to say it. So in got queuing it. theory, <laughs> <laughs> you, you have this concept of cues, And I sense that what... <laughs> I, I just imagine you ending there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I think is going on
0: here is you've got a single cue through which you are pushing all these images. So you probably have one computer where you test these images and it takes, well, let me just use the percentages as a guide here. So between 10% and 20% of your time you say is spent actually working and then the rest of it is spent waiting. Well, if you had two computers, now you could actually be testing two images at the same time. And that 10 to 25% of your time idle would go to 20 to 50% no, wait. Yeah. Sorry. 10 to 25% working time would go to 20 to 50% working time because now you've actually got two machines. So while one machine is testing or installing your changes, you can actually be trying out another change on another machine. And, and surely you have a whole backlog of stuff you're supposed to be working on. Wouldn't it make sense when you get through one item to go ahead and kick off a build that, that's going to verify that and then start to work on the next item while that previous one is running? then, you know, if one of them doesn't work, you know, they're both not blocked on a single queue. There we go. Queuing theory word again. At least I think queue Q is part of queuing theory. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> so you, you can then scale this up until you actually are 100% uh, utilized instead of only 10 to 25% utilized. So, you know, between 10 and four, somewhere between 10 and four computers, and you've got yourself a full pipeline with no stalls and no idle time. So I would probably ask my employer for more machines if if that is the case and see if I can actually get this thing running so they're all humming all the time and I've constantly got a test going and I'm constantly working on the code changes for another one.
1: Yeah, I imagine the trigger that causes this, so there's some change to the system that you're putting on this image. So someone will come along and say, hey, make a new, make a new image for us because we upgraded the whatever. Yeah. And then you produce that and they distribute it to folks. But I think what you're saying is get more machines, not so that they can come tap you on the shoulder and then you make four images at once. No, exactly. Instead of <laughs> instead of one, but so that you can be consistently running this and tweaking it and making it faster. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? So while one test is in progress, you can be working on another on the next request. And then at some point, you'll have to put them together, right? Like you'll have to test them all together and then ship a, a image that is composed of all the changes. And that'll take two more hours. Yeah.
1: yeah. Also, if... This can lead to Kubernetes, might be a good thing or a, might be a bad thing. But you you eventually end up with some cluster of compute power yes. that you need to deploy on these tasks. And then you get a – that could be fun. That could be – if look, if your life is just – And I know it can occupy all of your yes, time. exactly. For, I know for sure. If you want, you could have zero idle time yes. if you're trying to – yes kubernetes is a a gas it will expand to fill
0: all the space (laughs) all of it (laughs) and then it will be leaking out the sides on weekends too okay have we answered this question i think so okay good Good luck luck. all right let's
1: see here oh my turn it's you will you read the next one
0: This comes from an anonymous listener who says, I am a software engineer at a large tech company in middle America. I like my job. I like my leadership and I'm fairly compensated for my work. In fact, I've been told I'm about to be moved up a level when or in parentheses, if with a sweat, uh, a smiling sweat emoji, is that the right way to describe that? The nervous laughter emoji. Yes. When, if I get the new job title, I believe the responsible thing to do is to update my resume and LinkedIn account. So that if when in parentheses (laughs) with another emoji, uh, this one is the big eyes, little mouth, blushing eyebrows up emoji, right? Did I did I get that right?
1: Are you saying that's the name for it or is that your description This is of my it? description of it. <laughs> oh, okay. Does it have a
0: name? Yeah.
1: I'm sure it okay. does. I only Fleshed know them. Flushed face emoji.
0: Flushed face. Okay. I only know them by their four-digit Unicode ID.
1: Sorry.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway, let me actually just reread the sentence because it's totally lost now. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) when or if I get the new job title, I believe the responsible thing to do is to update my LinkedIn and resume so that if, when, my management or role changes for the worse, I can take your advice and find a new job. However, I haven't updated my LinkedIn profile since I graduated from college. How can I update my LinkedIn without worrying or upsetting anyone? To communicate matters, my entire team moved on to better things in the last six months, so suspicions are already high. Yes, the old update the LinkedIn, which makes... People around you realize you're updating your LinkedIn.
1: So, as a recent LinkedIn enthusiast, <laughs> as part of my job hunt, yes, I'm pretty sure there's a way to update your LinkedIn and say don't send out notifications about this. Ah. I think you can also—I don't remember if it's opt in or opt out—but there's some way to control whether LinkedIn broadcasts, "Hey, everybody, check out this new thing on the on the LinkedIn." That won't stop it from showing up if people go look at it. Right, but it won't. if you're worried about, yeah.
0: That is called, so I I just looked at my LinkedIn and there's a checkbox when you add a new experience that says notify network, default off. Turn this on to notify Hmm. your network of key profile changes, such as a new job and work anniversaries. Updates can take up to two hours. There you go. If you do turn it on, you have two hours for the fuse to go all the way into the (laughs) gunpowder. (laughs)
1: <laughs> for the electrons to yes. soak. Yeah, it enough.
0: takes time for the electrons to fully soak. <laughs> to, to marinate, yeah. Right. Well,
1: that was a very tactical idea, Jameson. Thank you. Use my current current experience without worrying or upsetting anyone. I think, so suspicion's are already high. I have a pithy answer, which is that if People notice that you've updated your LinkedIn, you can tell them I haven't updated it since college and I want it to reflect my current experience because I'm excited about this new promotion or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think there's a reasonable explanation. But if your whole team moved on in the past six months, something is going on. <laughs> <that> <laughs> you might not be one LinkedIn explanation away from resolving, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, well said. Is it is it inherently bad if your employer knows that you've updated your LinkedIn? I mean, what's what is truly the concern here?
1: I think the concern is that it might communicate, I'm getting my ducks in a row to go look for another job.
0: Yeah, and why is that a concern? Is it are you worried you're gonna get fired because they think, oh, he's looking for a new job. Let's let's cut that one off. Yeah,
1: they're on they're on the way out anyways. That's certainly a thing that could happen. It
0: could happen, especially in this in this current market, but It could also happen that they hear that you're updating your LinkedIn profile and they want to sweeten your job for you to make it more attractive to stay.
1: Yeah. As a manager, I regularly have, I regularly try to identify who are the most, mostest, keyest, most essential, essentialist people (laughs) on a team and also who is. A flight risk, that's kind of one of the terms, or who seems likely to be on the way out. Mm-hmm. And often those are used to produce plans and then do things about with those plans to try and either lessen the flight risk or reduce the bus factor or, or just kind of make things better so that it, it, there's less of a risk of someone leaving and causing harm to the team or the project. Yeah, I, I think that's what you're saying. You're saying if they find out, oh, the question asker updating their LinkedIn, maybe they want to leave, that might give them a chance to intervene. And make it better for you. So it it really can go either way, though, if they're already looking for someone
0: to leave, and they're like, look, this person's leaving anyway, it'll just be better for them, you know, to give them a severance package on the way out. Let's, let's lay them off. I guess that could happen. Mm. But it could also just as easily go the other way, especially if you're a great performer, which it sounds like you are, you've got a promotion on the way. It's fantastic. Yeah. So why don't you just make them feel a little uneasy? Look, I'm loyal to you, but not that loyal. You could buy my loyalty <laughs> with a little more money.
1: The loyalty you can trust, the loyalty that is bought with money. That's right. <laughs> oh goodness. I haven't updated my LinkedIn profile since I graduated college. I I do think that's a pretty reasonable Yeah, explanation.
0: It totally is. People put people put promotions on their LinkedIn all the time. It's the same reason that you post on other social media when you do something exciting and and you want everyone to just know how great you are. <laughs> That's why we use social media. LinkedIn is no exception. Yeah. It just happens to be for business. Yeah. I see people, in fact, I see people every day where well, every time I go to LinkedIn, which is every couple of weeks, maybe
1: every few weeks. I, <laughs> every, every Your daily browse every, of LinkedIn. Every,
0: every day that I go to LinkedIn, I see people announcing You're either promotions. a recruiter
1: or you are looking for work. Yes. Those are the two reasons to go to LinkedIn every day. Sometimes
0: <laughs> I get sucked in on the stupid news feed and I just scroll through it. I'm like, why am I scrolling this? Like, sure, I, I guess I know some of these people, but
1: jeez. My realtor's cousin posted <laughs> yes. an article from the CEO of Exxon Mobile. I guess it's important for me to read. <laughs> yes. It's about.
0: It's a masterclass. Sky high leadership. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: There's definitely a vibe. This picture is a. This picture of an email sent by the CEO is a masterclass in communication. <laughs> That's my favorite LinkedIn <laughs> clickbait. Yeah. Um. So yeah, people do it all the time. I wouldn't worry one bit about it. And if you're a little worried, just go ahead and check that checkbox. Notify my network. Turn it off. And probably no one will even notice. And if, if they do notice, they won't care, especially if you do it right after the promotion.
1: It also requires your coworkers to have looked at your LinkedIn profile probably pretty recently because I doubt they have a very firm mental model of yes. what your LinkedIn profile is like <laughs> just sitting in their head.
0: Listen, and I uh, then you
1: to change it and then to then to look back and notice, wait a minute.
0: Yeah, it's listen, changed. I browsed your LinkedIn profile ninety days ago and I could have sworn it didn't say that you got a promotion, and now it does. What's going on? This is a little suspicious.
1: Yeah, and the fact that you recently got a promotion does not alleviate my concerns. Yes. <laughs> That's no excuse. Yeah. Tell me what's really going what's on. What's
0: really going on? Are you loyal? Yeah. Are you secretly yeah, think,
1: reading LinkedIn? I think you're okay. Yeah. Maybe they'll ask you this indicates you've been on LinkedIn and so you're probably sad. What can I do to <laughs> What can I do to make you less you sad?
0: You're like thousands of dollars will make me less sad. How about that? I know money cures sadness, so maybe yeah. some of that. Well, have we answered the question? I think so. Good luck. I think you're totally fine. This is a normal question though. You just, people will, I remember being kind of new to the industry and just worrying, what will people think if I do this? What will people think if I do that? I just didn't have good calibration on it. Well, calibrate yourself on this one. It's
1: fine. The thing that people will be mad about, you probably aren't worrying about. Yeah. (laughs) Don't worry. You're probably not thinking about the thing that will actually upset people. That you will do. (laughs)
0: Exactly. Trust me. You will be blindsided. (laughs) If you're worrying about it, it's fine. (laughs) Oh. That was good. That is so true. I didn't even know I was wrecking my career. (laughs) I'm so sorry. All right. Whew, question answered.
1: Yes. What can people do if they would like their own questions answered?
0: Go to softskills.audio and click the support us. No, not the support us on Patreon. Well, you can also click that. Look, I'm not going to stop you from clicking support us on Patreon before you <laughs> ask your question. But if you only want to ask a question and not shower us with all of your extra money you got from following our crappy advice, you can click the ask a question button where you will see our beautiful form if you fill out that form you will join a different illustrious crew which is the crew that has submitted questions in the past we love reading your questions we read them every week they absolutely fuel jameson's desire to get another job it's not just about (laughs) it's not just about the money (laughs) he knows that if he stays unemployed for too long you'll stop listening (laughs) oh anyway also, we just want to say a big thank you to those like Jules today. Thank you for listening and thank you for writing in with your feedback. We love getting other people's perspectives because we have a very narrow keyhole view on life and we just love hearing other people's perspectives, especially if our advice failed you catastrophically. We want, if you survived, we want to hear about it.
1: Yeah. If it fails bad enough, we won't hear about it. I yeah, guess, we'll hear
0: about it from your next of kin. Yeah. Let them know. <laughs>
1: before you take our advice if i don't make it through this performance review send this email to jameson and dave oh my goodness all right all right thank you for listening we will catch you next week